Uh, this afternoon, uh, first of all, I want to say thank you, Brother Kevin and Charity Baptist Church for allowing me these, these few moments to be with you and to share God's word with you. And uh, thank Brother Don, also one of our instructors. And um, I'm really enjoying uh, this, this time around with the class. Uh, I, I can tell you, I, I, am a, I am a product of God's grace, not only through salvation, but with God's patience. I used to come to Bible class here and there when I was in my, this would be, I was called to preach in 2012, but I fought God with it for uh, four years. And I'd come in, in and out of Bible class, and I would never commit. So God would never commit things unto me. He's going to wait till your, your mind's made up to serve the Lord. So I encourage you. Uh, you want to be productive for God, you're going to have to mean serious business with Him and give it all to Him. This morning, if you have a copy of God's Word, and I know most of you do, uh, we'll be in Ecclesiastes chapter 11 and verse 1. Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verse 1. It's a very short passage. We're going to be thinking about this morning, uh, this afternoon, I'm still on the wrong track. This afternoon, we'll be thinking about serving the Lord, be, being busy, being trying to be productive for the Lord, but also with great patience and care as we work for the Lord. Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verse 1 says this simply, Cast thy bread upon the waters, and thou shalt find it after many days. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Divine Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for this opportunity to open the Bible, Lord, and to preach your word. Father, I want to say nothing more than you want to have said amongst us here. Father, please work your word in, into our hearts, Father. Help us, God, to be patient with the results, Father, in ministry that you have seen gracious to give us, Lord. I just pray, God, that we trust you, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. What the Bible here is talking about and in the biblical context is that God has stressed great importance upon productivity, but you know the church needs to trust the Lord with the results of her ministry. Every church, every New Testament Bible-believing church has a, a, uh, a, a ministry that God has given. It's His. And so I just simply want to, with these few moments to challenge God's people to surrender the fruits of their labor to the Lord, the results of it, but enjoy doing it at the same time. I've already been so blessed this morning with these sermons that we've heard, you know, the word now and then the word, to, you know, the phrase today uh, that is so encouraging. Uh, but here in the context, uh, in King Solomon's day, the ships were employed to, they were they would be loaded down with with cargo and they would be sent out on various trade routes and and back in these days folks it took a long time for these ships to make their way back back to port you know and uh, and so these ships they sometimes would be out for years or sometimes just several months but but people uh, it, you know, if, if you had family aboard those ships working on with sailors on those ships, uh, they had to wait a long time before they could get word if their people were, were safe or not. And today's technology has changed all that. We can find out almost instantly uh, if, if anything has happened to anyone at sea. But, um, but even though uh, our society is geared toward wanting to see immediate results, 
God doesn't always work that way. As a matter of fact, he very rarely works that way. We have to learn patience. So technology, although it can make some things easier, it can also make us spiritually blind as well. Uh, in God's line of work, we must be productive and patient at the same time. But here's what I want to mention this morning. That just like those cargo ships that were sent out fully loaded with cargo, the church should seek to load precious empty souls today with the priceless gospel of Jesus Christ. That's why we're here. That's what we're to do. Matter of fact, James says this in one James 1 verse 4. It says, but let patience have her perfect work. Amen. So, so you know, honestly, ministry is tough enough, and I've only been pastoring for three years. Ministry is tough enough without adding other hardships along with it. I believe we ought, ought to also find joy in what we do. I tell you what, if the preacher gets up and he's not full of the, the joy of the Lord and that being his strength, He's not going to bless anyone, and I doubt anyone would get saved. Uh, nobody want, nobody hardly gets saved under people who are uh, look like they've been they've been eating on prunes instead of trusting in the Savior. Amen. So how can um, how can we learn to leave the results of the ministry up to the Lord and enjoy it? How can we do that? First of all, I believe we can follow the command for the blessing. Look in the first three words there of that verse. Cast thy bread. Does that word cast not bring to mind action? In other words, we're, we're to be busy. As a matter of fact, Andrew and Peter, were they not the first fishermen called by the Lord? Jesus said, y'all come here, I'll make you fishers of men. That's a promise of God, by the way. He said, I'll make you fishers of men. Whatever you are today, ma'am or sir, whatever you are in the Lord, you didn't make, the, you didn't make yourself that way. God made you into what you are today. If you're a preacher, the Lord made you a preacher. If, if you just simply uh, pass out gospel tracts, if you sing, whatever it is, God is the one who did that. Pass it along is what the Bible's saying here. Cast thy bread. And, and we know that Jesus is the bread of life. And this is, this is the word of God, the Bible right here, the King James Bible. Uh, we are, this, is, this is provision from God. Provision from God. It didn't come from anyone else. Um, I heard, uh, I heard, I overheard a conversation in Bible class not too long ago. I won't mention any names, but uh, I overheard a man talking with someone else, and, and he was talking about the importance of sharing God's word with other people. And he, and he, and he said, uh, he said, you know, if we're if we're if we're really serious about sharing God's word, we need to just do it. And he said, and there's a southern expression that can explain that. He said, uh, just like going out fishing, if you're going out fishing, you're going to, you're going to get that rod and reel out, and you're going to actually throw, you know, throw the line out, and you're going to try to make a catch. And he said, and, you, and if you're not going to do that, you're just going to cut bait and go back home. And this man said, but there's so many times where Christians talk about doing something, and they never do it. And, and his point was, he said, either fish for the Lord or cut bait. And I'll have to admit to y'all, that night when I, when I overheard that, it wasn't even spoken to me. God pricked my heart with that. So God will work on you. You just need to be listening. And, and, and folks, we need to take the possession of what God has given us. 
Do you know something? It may be out of style, but it's still okay to carry a Bible around with you. It, can, it don't have to be a big one like this. I do this so I can see what I'm, what I'm trying to preach. But they, they make small pocket Bibles to go right here. It don't matter. But don't let people tell you that you've got to get all technical and not have an old Bible anymore. That's, that's not right. Take possession of what God's given you. He's given you salvation. You take possession of that. In other words, because God has taken possession of you. But in other words, you live out what God has done for you and share it. The command for the blessing. Moses didn't even know what he had. In Exodus chapter 4, when God was trying to get him to go back to Pharaoh, he, he, he thought all he had was a rod in his hand. But when Moses learned to give that rod to the Lord, the Lord said, listen, I'm going to make that into a serpent. And when God made it into a serpent, he told Moses, now you pick it up by the tail again, and it turned back into a rod. And that's exactly what happened. But Moses didn't realize what he had. And here in America, we are so spoiled. We don't realize what we've got. But we, let, we need to let God get a hold of everything that he's given us. And then I believe we'll see God using it. Amen. And what we think is, is useless, God can do something with it. Look what he's done with us. We're not worthy of God's love, but because he first loved us. Uh, I don't know how much I'm going to leave out of here, but I'm trying to hurry. Uh, so when we realize that what we have in salvation and who it is that gave it to us, we'll be moved to share it with others. I believe that according to God's word. Secondly, we can follow the condition for the blessing. Look in the middle of the verse. It says, upon the waters upon the waters that's the condition folks we don't just throw out we, we don't just do things for the Lord in a haphazard way no sir no ma'am that's not the way it's to be done God has set things in order um, now the waters here I want to liken this to the sea of humanity billions of people on the planet and how many of them are truly born again very very few according to the numbers we have that in our churches how many people are really saved by the grace of God I wonder I wonder even, even in my own church I'm sure every pastor faces that but another thing about, uh, about this the condition for blessing is, is staying focused when these ships were sent out the focus was is that they were looking for for some return on what on, on what they, they sent out, they would sell the they would sell the cargo, and they expected some return, something to come back in. They stayed focused on that. The captains made sure they got those ships to where they were going. We need to be that same way with the Word of God. To be sure we're given the clear message of the cross. You know, so many times I, I I'm I guess I'm kind of hard on myself. But every Sunday goes by, and I think, now, I could have been a little bit more clear about the cross. Still working on that. I guess I will be to the day I die. Amen. But, but staying focused means also working through the local New Testament church. If people say, well, I want to serve God, I want to be something for God, but I don't care nothing about that church stuff. Now, listen, I wouldn't be hard on someone right then. But I would point them to the truth. I'd say, listen, you need to sit down when you get out with the Bible here. And, and we, need, we need to learn some things here because you don't just serve God any way you want to. Christ died for the church. He owns her. She's married to him. 
Always, folks, always exalt the ministry of the Word of God in the church. As you exalt the Lord, you exalt His Word, whether it's through the preaching or through the teaching or what you do outside of this church. You exalt the Word of God. Don't, don't minimize it. We have a, a four Sunday night, and a, a previous pastor had started this before I came. But on a four Sunday night, uh, I hope you don't throw hymnals at me, but we have a Christian movie night. We've still been doing that. And, uh, and I, it's, it's been a good thing in, in a lot of ways. Um, but, you know, I, I would be fine going back to preaching on that particular night. But that's what they do. But uh, do we not look at things like that sometimes and think, well, if they'll just see this other side of us, people will be compelled to come into our church and, and to worship. And, and I'm thinking, well, no. That's, that's not, we can start thinking worldly about stuff. What does the Bible say that gets a hold of sinners? It's the Word of God. It's the Holy Spirit. It's not using material means. Now, there may not be nothing wrong with what, with what we're doing on four Sunday night, but I'm saying that that alone is not going to cut it. We need the Word of God. Always exalt God in His Word. Staying faithful, the old-time religion of the Bible. I, I, I love what, uh, I've got David Sorensen's, um, he's an independent, independent fundamental Baptist. He put out a commentary. He said this about, about, about the, the path of God's people. He said, God's path is a minority. Hardly these days will you find people being faithful to God, being faithful to the church, being faithful to the ministry of the gospel. You don't find that very much these days. They're not faithful. They're not focused. God's word says, seek ye the old paths. But folks also, staying focused and staying faithful. How about doing it all in the spirit of Christ? Now, I will say this with the men that I've been spending time with in Bible classes and in very other avenues of church gatherings. I'm seeing the spirit of Christ in the men who get up. I appreciate that. First Peter 3, 4 says, But let it, let it be the hidden men of the heart, and that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the, which is in the sight of God of great price. Don't make a show. Just show yourself faithful to God. Jesus was provoked to make a show of his ministry. I, uh, it's one of, his, one of those golden nuggets I found as we're studying the book of John on Wednesday night. I uh, found this out in John chapter 7, verses 4 through 6. Uh, they actually wanted Jesus to make a show, of who, prove who he was, they said. We want, we, and that was his own disciples, by the way. Wanted Jesus to show off. How about that? Uh, but you remember this, that Jesus said this in Matthew 6. and You find these things in, in, in chapter 6 of Matthew. Jesus said, Take heed that you do not your alms before men to be seen of them. He also said, And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are. And then in verse 16 of Matthew verse six, he said, uh, chapter 6, he said, Moreover, when you fast, be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance. In other words, be real. Be real in your work with the Lord, trusting him with the results, and don't worry about being a show. God knows all about it. He knows who's serving the Lord and why they're serving the Lord. 
2 Corinthians 5 verse 7 says, For we walk, we walk by faith and not by sight. As we labor for the Lord, it's natural to look for results, isn't it? We want to, pe- we want to see people saved. We want to see Christians growing in the Lord. We want to see them maturing. That, that, that ought to be the most natural thing that happens. But so many times, I tell you what, I don't know about you, but I have to just keep walking by faith. Can I speak to pastors for just a moment? Hey, I don't know if you've ever done it, but if you're like me, I've asked the Lord many times, Lord, what am I doing here? What am I doing here? When I, look at, when I try to look at results, I ask, what am I doing here? But you know what God does with me? He puts in my mind the scriptures about Jesus on the cross. Or when they were whipping him and spitting in his face before he ever got to the cross. And God says, you don't know what I've put up with. You don't know what I've done. God reminds me, he says, I've died for a lost world who did not want me. God says, I died for for Israel. I I died there for the Jews and they didn't want me. I died for the Gentiles and very few of them want me. And God says, and you're complaining about not seeing the results you want? It's not your house. It's not your ministry, he says. It's not yours. He reminds me of that. Every Christian, you know, has a certain group of people that they can influence for Christ. You know what? You need to be faithful to the outlet, the particular outlet of ministry that God has allowed you to possess be faithful to that I have plans I I have dreams of some sort in sharing God's word with people but it's not time and God's teaching me so many things right now lastly hope I'm not going too long Uh, lastly follow the conclusion for the blessing look what God's word says at the end the, the last sentence phrase there It says, for thou shalt find it after many days. Now we're talking about being productive, talking about results, talking about being patient with those things. Thou shalt find it. That is the providence and the promise of God. Folks, one day when we're in heaven with the Lord, our life down here is over. God's going to reveal to us that all that our labors was, was for. We'll get to see those who we influence for Christ, who's trusted in the Lord because we were not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's a hallelujah moment. Providence of God. I'm not not ashamed of the word providence, Brother Kevin. I'm not ashamed of the word sovereign, Brother Don. Those are good words, comforting words, comforting words. Solomon loaded the cargo onto several ships. In that day, they didn't know how many of those ships, if any, would ever return to port. There was too many pirates out there. Those ships, were not, they were made well for the day, but they weren't made out of steel. And they never knew what kind of storm would come up and sink them or or if they would ram into some rocks they they didn't know how many ships would return so they would send out as the uh, they would load all those ships with the precious cargo and send out as many ships as they could 
hoping that just a few would return. Okay. It kind of crawls on me when, when the church gives a revival or gives a preacher's meeting like this or what, you know, whatever is going on and, and then somebody comes away at the end of it and says, well, I just didn't see much coming out of that. Fooey on that. We preach. It doesn't matter if it's just one. We preach, we share, we teach because that's what God said to do because we never know how many people it reaches. And I'm not afraid to declare like Paul, but you better be spiritually ready if you do like Paul. He said, I'm, I, I'm trying to get the words just right, but he said, I'm willing to, to spend and to be spent for you. Because look who his Lord was. And he is. There's also to be the patience of the saint, that word after. We do things for the Lord, and, and we're looking for the results, but if, there is an after. There is a moment when things will happen in our ministries, and it's God's ministry, but the ministry he gives us. Souls will be saved. People will be called to the mission field. Whatever it is God is doing, God will take care of it if we'll be patient. Has technology really improved our lives that much? I found an old illustration. It's, it's from the biblical illustrator of 1887. I love reading that thing. I'm going to quote here. Uh, quote, I, this, this man's talking here. He said, uh, he said, I asked a dressmaker once. This is how long that was. This is before the, this is right at when the sewing machine was invented, okay? He said, I asked a dressmaker once if the invention of the sewing machine had not lightened her labor. She simply said, not in the least. They just order more. Well, it, technology has helped in a way, but you know what? We still got to have patience, and we still got to labor. Hawker's poor man's commentary said this about this very verse, and I love what he says. Matter of fact, uh, Hawker has a phrase you'll see in this commentary a lot of times, it, it, and it's simply this, precious Jesus, exclamation mark. Several times through his commentary, he says this. He says, I quote, Its product is in the future, not now. Precious Jesus, how blessed it is to have an eye to, all, to, to thee in all things, to make thy glory our sole aim, and thy salvation of sinners the one design of our poor services. Amen. I believe Mr. Hawker was on to something there. God's word shall accomplish that which he pleases, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto he has sent it. Isaiah 55, 11. Brothers already mentioned that this morning. Surrender the fruits of your labor unto the Lord, and then be free to enjoy your labor for Christ. I believe we ought to be enjoying it. If we're going to be happy in heaven with the Lord for eternity, why can't we in this in this body of clay in this sin-stricken world i know there's sorrow folks i don't minimize that but we gotta have joy how big is god being represented in your in your life like brother mentioned earlier a little god little keychain god or a huge
May God bless you. Thank you, Brother Kevin.